Welcome to Ununinformed. I'm Sean Seavey. Each week, Ununinformed helps you in being connected to the world around you so you don't feel dumb around your smart friends. We're talking to the co-founders of a company developing an app which is being released this month called Networker. That's Networker not with the K-E-R at the end, um, it's with K-R at the end, Networker. People who go to a lot of networking events are aware of this common problem. They keep sitting at the table with the same people, fellow networkers. Networker fixes this problem by using an algorithm to help people make meaningful connections at these events. This app does things that LinkedIn has never been able to do, and it really has the potential to affect millions of networkers across the world. We're talking to the co-founders Brandon Knudsen and Brennan Daly. Brandon and Brendan, welcome to Un- Uninformed. Yeah, thanks for having us. Yeah, thank you. Okay, so let's go get into the background here. How did you get to this place? You've, you've, uh, you're developing a new app that's about to be released, but let's talk about how you got here. And Brandon, you can go first. Uh, I, I live in St. George. I've been here for about seven years. I actually grew up in Utah County, um, lived there my entire life. Uh, and you know, during that time, just because it's Utah, it's like the MLM capital of the world, right? So yeah. we, uh, uh, growing up, my dad was always into this stuff. So I was, I was very like exposed into entrepreneurship. Obviously, MLMs isn't really true entrepreneurship in my opinion. <laughs> but uh, uh, gotta be careful. I'll lose listeners here. You know, we got the Utah. <laughs> you just offended half of Utah. <laughs> Keep going. <laughs> it's all right. They they'll understand. Um, but uh, then, so I, I hit this point up there where. Um, I, I became a web designer just kind of uh, where I was working for a loan modification officer and we I was developing landing pages for him. And uh, during that time, I realized that I needed to, um, I was out of a job and, and my wife was like, you know, why don't you build websites for a living? And so I got into that and then uh, had a whole bunch of clients up there, northern Utah. We were tired of the snow, so we moved down to St. George and down here, I had kind of the same type of issues I'd have up there, which is, you know, it's tough to find work, things like that. And I started a web design company down here in, in southern Utah. And luckily, I was, I was able to win a pitch competition that got me a year free membership to Corporate Alliance. And I was able to go to these networking groups. and I was able to find business from there. And that, that was really kind of what got me started into the networking space. And then from that, I ran my company, Generation Labs, for about three, four years. Uh, we became the largest web design company in southern Utah. We, we uh, added, our, our biggest year was about 400 grand uh, during that year with about maybe seven or eight employees. Um, and I realized that there was just a, a huge problem inside of networking because over time, I, as I started to meet everyone, I, I realized that it was tough to... Uh, keep meeting new people if I was always going to the events with the exact same people and meeting the exact same faces and things like that. Um, and so I, I realized that there was a, a big problem inside of networking space. That's kind of why I started getting into uh, finding, you know, what the idea was for what networker is, which we'll explain in a little bit. Yeah. And, and yeah, we'll, we'll get more into the whole, you know, how we're going, how you solve that problem. Um, but Brennan, let, let's give you some, uh, time on the mic how, how you're the partner here um and how how did you get here <laughs> well i uh, 
I answered a call on Facebook. It was a, a help wanted ad that was posted. No, Wait, just really? okay. no, 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 just kidding. No, no uh, my, my great things have happened. People got married off of that. So, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, my my journey is a little bit different. I actually started out in education realm. I, I went the old standard, hey, you're supposed to go to college type of thing, get a degree, and once you get a degree, you're going to have this great job and everything's going to work out just peachy. And that didn't always didn't work out quite that way. My background actually is my first undergraduate degree is actually in special education. Oh, so really? Okay. I worked with students that had mild, moderate learning and behavioral disorders. And I always tell people that, Hands down, that has been my best marketing and business degree anywhere because it deals with people. It understands learning styles, why people do what they do. So there's a lot of behavioral components to it. I was starting a master's in education when I finally dropped out of that, realizing that what I was learning in the education realm wasn't applicable to real life. I actually had a professor yell at me at one time because I asked him, hey, why do I want to learn this stuff? I we don't use it right now in the classroom. Why are we learning it? And of course, I had other pestering questions that I asked him. And he finally just blew up at me and says, because this is what you have to do to get your master's. <laughs> I said, yeah, great. I realized that. But that doesn't really help me with what I really want to accomplish. So I dropped out of my master's in educations and, of education and actually quit teaching that year. I actually gave my resignation and quit teaching that year. Through some other routes, I actually got – re-enrolled back into a, a master's program, started a master's in mental health counseling, thought that was the direction I was going to go into, a few job changes, and actually ended up getting an MBA. And then after my MBA, I went back and got another bachelor's in IT because okay. of really what I see the business world going into. I wanted to learn how to speak geek. By yeah. far, I'm not the greatest IT person, except I can tell people to turn it off and turn it back on again. <laughs> Speaking which, of games, hard, yeah. Yeah, which by itself fixes like 99% of the problems out there. So I do okay in that realm. <laughs> that, that's what I'm alone. You know, just moments before turning on the microphone, I unplugged it and plugged it back in, and uh, it works. It so. works wonders out there. So that's the big tip of the day right there. Just turn it off, turn it back on again, and you'll be okay <laughs> in the IT space. But through all of that, it's led me up to owning a few businesses, working for a lot of people and getting into a space where I am now and really through networking. I've always been a big networker. All my jobs have really come through people I've known. I've never had to apply for a job except for my first job. I did some application through out of college. But after that, everything that I've ever had in life, all my jobs have always come from people that I've known, people recruiting me to come over to work for them or coming over and, and doing this job or whatever it has been. So opened up this past year. I had started my own marketing company, but have been highly involved in a lot of networking groups. And that's actually how Brandon and I have met. We met actually a long time ago at, at a some kind of – what event it was? It was some pitch event. It was an outlier event, yeah. Some outlier event oh, really? that we attended. And from there, the relationship grew, and we both saw the, the struggles of what's happening in the networking space. And I teach over the university still, and – same thing there is that there's a problem with people connecting with people in a real way rather than a social media way. And don't get me wrong. I have like 50,000 followers on Twitter and 20-something thousand on Instagram. I love social media. Yeah. But there's still this lack of real connection. And I think that's where why we work so well together and really in the development of Networker. Okay, and let's jump into that. Networker is addressing some of those problems you've seen with networking. But you've – 
you both of you have focused in on a very confined issue. Um, let's let's talk about it. What are what's the problem we're addressing, and how does Networker, your new app that's about to be developed, how's it addressing that? So, and kind of going back, this is Brandon, by the way. Yeah, it's <laughs> Brandon hard. and Brandon. Brandon and Brandon. But you guys are pretty much just like one one voice. It's almost <laughs> the same name. We'll so, just call you Brandon. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, so. Uh, when I was running my web design company, uh, everything that I brought in was through networking. I, I didn't bring in anything through pay-per-click, through you know, any of these other methods that companies you know, look for, of generating leads, getting on the phone, cold calls, things like that. Everything that I made was through relationships. And so while I was going to these networking groups, uh, there was a month that I went to three networking uh, events. And I sat at the, at the same table with these two guys all three times. And I, I just, like, sat there and was like, man, um, you know, these guys already know who I am. They know my story. They know my problems that I was having that month. And it was really tough because I couldn't really bring the same problem to a different group of people or, or you know, really kind of network with new people. I realized really quickly that there's just this human error component to networking, which is, uh, the group that we were going into, they sit you at different tables, like go to table one this time, you know, that type of thing. And it was, it's great because then I'm always meeting people. Everyone gets time to talk and get to know each other, things like that. But then what I realized is that no one knew who I met and no one knows who I haven't met. And so whenever I went to a group, all of a sudden it, it re, I realized that over time I'm meeting less and less new people because it's the same people since no one knows who I met. So all of a sudden I realized there was a, a, uh, an opportunity here of, of, uh, what if there was a platform or a, uh, you know, a system or solution that knew who I met before and didn't, and who I haven't met. And so whenever I go to one of these networking groups, it, it would always sit me with people that I haven't met before so I could expand my network, my opportunities, things like that. In fact, it's interesting because during networking, you never know who is going to sit at your table and who possibly would be that person that would refer you a $100,000 deal, which happened to me. And I, I realized that, man, getting in front of people and getting introductions and building those relationships really helped in building my business. Um, and so from there, I decided, well, what if there's an algorithm that I could put together that would know who I sat with and who I haven't? And then I looked at the price for that and was like, hey, it's about $20,000 to build. And oh. um, and then I was like, well, I could charge the networking group $100 a month. And, and I was like, I'd never make my money back. And I was just like, shoot, this is this is a, you know a hard problem to solve. And then uh, about a month or two after that, it hit me. What if our uh, platform existed that was being used by the chamber being used by BNI by corporate Alliance, all these different networking groups that actually exist. And then it knew who I met in all those different groups. So whenever I went to a new event, it would know who I met at other events. And so when people from those other events went to the event that I'm going to, it would know who I, who I have sat with. And so it always sent me a new people every single time. And that's when the idea for Networker really came into place is it was like, like, oh my gosh, what if 
you know, what if this type of platform really took place? How would that change the economy? How would that change the world of, you know, making sure that I had those opportunities to possibly sit with that person that's going to, you know, refer you the big deal or become that partner or whatever it is that networking is all about is building those relationships and building businesses and things like that. All of a sudden, uh, I started really going down the path of, all right, I have this idea. Uh, now I need to go out there and find out if there's a real need for it. And you needed validation. We needed, mm-hmm. Yeah, we had to go through that validation. And it really started from that book, through Nail It and Scale It, okay. of being able to get that idea. You nail it, you get the idea, you have to go validate it, and then you start to work on scaling it. And that, that book has, once I read that book, I realized why every single other idea I've had failed. It's because I would just come up with an idea, you know, start building it. And then it was kind of like that fill the dreams idea of like, you know, if you build it, they will come, which isn't the case. It's really find out if they'll come if you build it. And that's the correct order of things that you really should be building a a startup with is, you know, validating it and then build the idea. And so we went through and it's been 22 months now since the beginning of this. So uh, we started building the idea after about 12 months of validation. Oh, and wow. so we went down to the chamber down in Vegas, uh, pitched it to the owners of Corporate Alliance up in Provo. Yeah, they they said that in the past year they've been pitched twelve different apps, and this is the only idea that they would consider using. Hey, cool! And so you know, through that experience, then all of a sudden it was like, okay, stop. Well, we hit a certain point where it was like, okay, we got to stop validating, and we got to actually build it because actually the whole start scaling. Yeah, the whole idea is it. You know, there's uh, an idea called the business model canvas out there, which is really important for new entrepreneurs and startups, which is instead of a business plan, which never makes it past the first customer, you build a business model canvas and it you kind of put, it's like a, you know, a science experiment where you have a hypothesis of, hey, here are my customer segments. Here are the ways I'm going to be reaching my customer segments, you know, via email, phone call, whatever the marketing stuff is. And then here is my product and the unique value propositions that my end my end uh, customer segments actually want, and then validating all of that so that you actually have a validated business model at the end, which can scale. Because you know a lot of people they don't go through this this process, and you know when I learned it because this is a brand new philosophy uh, uh, that came out of Silicon Valley about ten years ago. This whole idea of nail it and scale it or the lean startup models, what it, yeah. it's also referred to. Yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm acquainted with this. The canvas. So the old business model approach is or business is, plan. The business plan approach. That's that's old school. Yeah, and yeah. That's... The business plans work when you have an established business that yeah. you have metrics that you can actually rely on of saying, okay, how do we increase these numbers by, you know, five, ten percent, that type of thing. Yeah. You need a business plan for that. So big companies will use a business plan. But for a startup, you don't have time to do that because you have so many pivots that you gotta make. Right. And so I mean like one pivot that we went through just recently was we had to change our pricing structure because we were in our heads, we thought, hey, chambers only have, you know, you know, the chamber local to us only has like 800 paying members. So we're looking at 800 people or something like that. And then, so we were going to charge per person. And then all of a sudden we go into the chamber and they're like, oh, we had 2,200 contacts. So it'd be like 2,200 a month, which is too expensive for a chamber to pay for what we were actually doing. So we had to pivot and make, you know, that business model canvas adjustment of what 
we were actually going to charge our end users to be like, okay, we will only charge a dollar per month per user for people that actually make it out to the event. And so it was, you know, things like that, you have to pivot as a startup until you actually nail and, uh, you know, that nail it phase before you can really scale the whole business. And so something else too, with the idea of validation is there's different types of validation that we've learned. And one of the worst places to get any type of validation is friends and family. So don't ever go to like friends and family and say, hey, is this a good idea? Because the first thing, if they like you, they're going to say, oh, yeah, that's a great idea. Well, but because- if I'm having a bad day, who do I ask about myself? My mom. Yeah, you know? <laughs> yeah they're going to say, hey, that's a great idea. <laughs> yeah, you're a great person. Because they don't want to hurt your feelings. And so you really got to go out and work with your target market and defining who that is. But then even through that process, there's another level of validation, which comes to the point of, Will they actually use it? And that's still not just a yes or no question. We've got to a point where as we've moved to the next step, now it's a piece of paper, a contract in front of them that says, will you sign up for this? Will you pay for this? Will you sign on the dotted line? That's a little scary at times. Wait, but you really did that. But we've done that. And we have those coming in now. And we've started to go through that process. So again, taking that validation to the next step, even before, for us anyway, you know, our full MVP hasn't been MVP is the, say that the one minimum, more time. minimum viable product. Minimum yeah, viable yeah. product isn't completed yet. We're we kind of in beta mode with a few things, sure. but getting people to understand it well enough to be able to say, "Yeah, I'll I'll sign that. I'll put my name on the paper that says yes, we're willing to go to the next step with you." So it's a little bit scary, but it's a big part of what has to be done. That's it's easy to go ask people if they like it. But understanding the like it has to turn into a paying customer, and that paying customer has to receive a ton of value from us because mm-hmm. we're going to receive that value from them. And that's, in essence, that's what, what networking is all about. Networking yeah. is how much value can I provide to you? In return, I know that you'll probably provide value to me, not I need you to provide value to me. So it it falls right in line with what we're doing in the networking space. Yeah. But it's been quite the journey. We, it's, it's a little bit crazy. It's fun to look at. That entrepreneurial life is fun to say, hey, man, they're getting it. That looks so fun. It's a lot of hard work. And it's a lot of unknown. So a lot, a lot of your issues you've talked about, the solution came from networking. Yeah. Some kind of somebody was there that could be the yin to your yang. And so l- let's bring this back to Networker. Okay. What does it do? So... How it works is we use these levels of relationships. So, like, for example, a level zero is someone you haven't met before. Okay. And then a, a level one is someone that you've met once. Um, you probably know them. Maybe, hopefully, the next time you see them, you know their name. I, I honestly am terrible at remembering names. So. And so this is my the first time I've met you guys. Mm-hmm. I'm a level zero or one? So you'd be a level one to level two because you actually know a lot more history about us. Okay. And so level two. Just by the end, of, as we've dug into this conversation. Right? Exactly. Okay. So like a level two, and, and networker only has zero through four. So four is like someone that's willing to give you like a mentor, like all the, you know, you could call them any time. Okay. You, they'll give you their time and resources kind of freely. Not okay. saying that they're giving money or anything like that, but really to help you as a person. is a, It's a great level of relationship, right? Got it. Um, and so how it works is when you go to a networking event, everyone at the networking event becomes a level zero to you in the app. Got and it. then everyone at your table becomes a level one automatically. 
And then at the beginning of each week, it suggests three people from your level ones to do a one-to-one with. It looks at your calendar, looks at their calendar, and suggests three different times that you guys could meet that week between nine to five. And then once you guys both, you know, find that time, usually that one-to-one meeting where you get a, you know, an in-depth idea of like, what is their background? How many kids do they have? You know, all these questions of like the trust questions, right? Yeah. Then they become more of that level two. And in like, like BNI is a great example. They have one-to-ones in, in their group. And most business referrals come from level two or up relationships because they trust that you can get the job done. That's how a lot of my websites would come to me is that, you know, I'd have these these guys in town that were marketing people, but they would have me build a website because and refer that business to me because they trusted I knew what I was doing and could actually get it done. And, you know, some of these guys have now turned into like level three, level four relationships over time that, you know, I could call them up and we could just, you know, talk about, you know, what's going on in life versus, you know, some of our business problems and things like that as well. But, you know, then how a networker kind of works is, um, all these organizations, networking organizations, they can create an uh, organization in our app and they can create events. And then you can go in the app and you can RSVP for those events. And then when you go out to it, you get these levels of relationships inside of your app so that it helps you take your level zeros and level ones and turn them into level twos yeah. and eventually generate business from it. And so like one thing that I always say is like, you know, once we get this thing all across the United States and the in the next couple of years, because um, our goal is to grow this thing rapidly, um, you know, we're going to have an opportunity to either be uh, like a just a tool that is a better CRM system for people to and judge CRM relationships, is... uh, customer relationship management. Okay, yeah. So like, you know, your level zeros through fours and you'd have all their contact information, all that type of stuff within the app, all the way to possibly even bringing about a 5% economic growth that Trump wanted because we are helping people meet new people all the time, getting rid of this human error problem in networking. And the human error is the, I walk into a networking thing and I've done this recently. You walk in and you draw a number. That's the algorithm. Yeah. And, uh, but we want something a little more, uh, better than, you know, big problem in what we do in networking is especially in events going to a chamber of commerce we know we're there to help build our business and to grow our business and get to know people but because of what happens at a very psychological level when we come into an unfamiliar situation we go to the spot that makes us feel comfortable or makes us feel safe so we gravitate to somebody that we already know oh yeah and so we don't really build any type of relationship but what's interesting is if you flip that to putting a system in place, such as using Networker app, that system becomes the default safety place. And because they now become assigned to a specific table, and that table, because that assigning goes through an algorithm based off of who you've met, level of relationship, some other industry, some other factors that come into play, that system becomes safe because everybody's following that system. And so now it becomes very easy for people to come into an event, feel safe, even though they're sitting at a table with new people, rather than going to your own default safety mechanism, which is I just need to find somebody or something that makes me feel comfortable. Yeah. And I'm going to talk with them and then I don't ever get outside of it. So the system actually creates safety within the networking app itself. Now, 
I'm about to go to my 10-year class reunion, and I'm going to do what you just explained and sit by the people I'm most comfortable with. But say we wanted to take it up a, a notch, and the organizers wanted to make this a networking event with some of the people that I am kind of acquainted with. So let's walk through and this this scenario I've created where I walk into this cl- uh, class reunion and we decide that the organize- organizers decide to use Networker. So I'm walking in. I have my okay. phone. So you, you've got your phone. You've registered for the event. Everybody's on Networker because it's the greatest app in the world. So everybody already knows about it. So everybody yeah, has it. Big deal. So you, you'll walk into an event. And at that time of the event, you'll be placed in a somewhere to sit. So you're not necessarily going to be able to go sit by who you wanted to. It'll say go to table three. Go to table three. And, and that so, was use the algorithm the, got me there, yep. not the pulling out of the hat. Like yep, the algorithm before. got you there. So you're there sitting. And again, that system created safety because everybody else is doing it. It's that limbing effect where we all do what we, if everybody else is doing it, we're going to feel comfortable yeah, with I it. Yeah, I totally would be fine with that. So we sit at a new table now. Now at that table and within the structure of that, now you have an opportunity to build relationships. And a lot of what's already happening at those tables are some set things of what we sometimes refer to as icebreakers, where we get to share a little bit more about already put on by the organizer. Yeah, already put on by the the organizer. You could have a sheet of paper there, something that may pop up in in the app itself that just says, you know, tell a story about a time you got lost. Yeah. You know, in the woods or something those, yeah. like whatever it might so, be, yeah. because that's the big part in networking that people miss is although even in a business setting, we still want to connect with people and we connect with people through things that we have in common. And a lot of that happens through our own personal stories yeah. and getting to know people at a core level. So going back to your event, you go through something, you tell a personal story, you get people involved. Now you start to build commonality and you're like, oh, wait a minute hey, that's something I didn't know about you before because I now know that, that I didn't know before. That's a trust-building factor. And now our level starts to go up, and now we start to move that in our network or app. Like, hey, we're no longer just a level one. We met. I now know something about you. That Let's not take ev- this up a level. Yeah, that not everybody else knows. Okay. And it's something that I also may have something in common with you as well. Yeah. And because I have that commonality, I all of a sudden have a greater trust because – we're the same in this area. There's been so many studies. And that's, again, background in special education and behavioral marketing. My study and research has been done off of the behavioral sciences yeah. and what people do. when, As soon as we find something that's in common with each other, not just business practices, but as a person, that level moves up. And in a business world, that translates to money, it translates to return to business or an advocate for your business. The relationship level, it builds a stronger connection with who we are. So there's so many factors that come into play. And if you did that within your class reunion, you'd walk out of there like, holy crap. You'd probably have a feeling of guilt because you're like, I was a total jerk. To my buddies. To my to my, these people. But the buddies that I see like yeah. every week anyway. Yeah. yeah. But there's these new people. And I've noticed that as I've gotten older. I run into people that I was not friends with in high school. We did not even associate with it. They probably thought I was the biggest jerk in the world. But now I run into them, and that commonality of like, hey, we were classmates together. We can sit there and talk and laugh and everything else, and we have this connection yeah. that comes into play. And we need more and more of that. And social media doesn't do that by itself. We right. need to have that interaction. And then from there, now I can connect. Now that app could say, hey, 
Now let's go to lunch or let's go do this. Here's our one-to-one or here's something. Oh, here's somebody you ought to go talk to. Oh, you have that need, but because I know more about you, I want to then help you. And that's a big part of networking too. Is like, I need to provide value. You need right. to go through there. Another great book is by Gary Vaynerchuk, okay. which is called Jab, 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 Right Hook, which is the idea of I have to give, 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 give before I ever ask. But I have to give with the intent of just giving because. I don't, I don't need anything in return. I need to provide value just because. And then it'll but come back. It will come back. It's a karma principle. Yeah. But if I've given you tons and tons of value, I've helped you succeed, I've helped it, there'll be a time that will say, hey, I'm doing this. Is, do you know anybody that would be interested in helping us here or doing this? Or here's my product, here's my service. But that only comes after I've built a ton of value through the relationship of trust. So uh, you guys are about to uh, release this month. It's August 2017. Uh, let's talk about how it's going to be uh, released, who's going to have it, and then how people can know more about it. We're probably like two weeks away from actually uh, going on the App Store, I would have to say. Maybe three weeks. Okay. Like It'll happen this month. Well, something real quick is, you know, those of you that are listening that says, hey, I would like to bring this into my organization. Yeah. You know, that's a big part of what it is. Like, this would be great for my chamber, my local chamber. They haven't been contacted yet. Or my local mm-hmm. organization, you know, my local networking event. That way you could contact us through our website, okay. networker.io. It is spelled networker without the E. So it's networker is the way that you'd spell it. And so it's networker.io is our Got website. It. Okay, yeah. Got the link in the show notes and the listeners can check that out. Yeah. So we'll be pushing it out. It's going to be pushed up through a lot of the chambers as we start expanding our reach through there. That's where it'll probably start happening is in our chambers and also within certain higher education institutions. Mm-hmm. But like I said, if those of you that want to participate, those that feel like you trust me now because you know a little bit about who <laughs> yeah. I am. We're moving from yeah. level zero yeah. to level those one. Are, those of you that are now my level twos <laughs> okay. because level you, two. you feel wow. a little bit more yeah. comfortable. That's fantastic. I, I want to stay in the loop with you guys and see how things are going maybe we should do a follow-up when uh this is uh when this is big because this is right before it, the uh critical mass and the explosion yep. so mm-hmm. um this is really exciting anything else you guys want to say uh, in closing no business exists without people yeah and what's happening today in the social media world is it's very superficial we still don't have that real life connection we still have to have that real life connection at a local level we still need people at a face-to-face level to grow and to strengthen our business and our relationships. And that's what Networker does. It comes down from a very, what I like to call the ozone layer of, of social media, of uh-huh. LinkedIn, and brings it down right into the very local level so that people are doing business with people, building relationships, are being able to grow that no-like-trust type of mentality so that their businesses, their relationships can grow and prosper. Yeah, that's fantastic. I, 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 it almost seems like LinkedIn is kind of like Facebook. You get a lot of friends that are kind of acquaintances. And then would it, would it be totally far out to say that networkers like more like Tinder, you're actually a, a real, it ends up like a real relationship. I mean, uh, that's a, that, probably a horrible analogy <laughs> in the sense of we're like tender, swipe right, swipe left. Yeah. But it does. It is, it's the relationship side. There's, and, and it's great you said there's something about still important in this social media age of face-to-face interaction. That was Brandon Knudsen and Brennan Daly. 
The Networker app will be released this month, and you can visit their website in our show notes to be part of this new way of networking. Now, many of you have noticed I didn't release an episode last week. Maybe it was a good thing, because people who I had no idea were listening to this show said, Hey, uh, where's the episode? I've been pleasantly surprised to meet people, whether I'm acquainted with them or not, that regularly listen to Ununinformed. If you are one of those people, you don't need to send me a personal message saying, Hey, I'm listening. Instead, go leave a review in the Apple Podcast app. That helps more people like you to find the show. If you can't figure out exactly how to do that, trust me, it's not very intuitive in the Apple app. Just Google it, like I did. Our theme music is provided by Dee Dumbo. I'm Sean Seavey, and you've been listening to Un Uninformed. Thanks, everybody.